0: Hello and welcome to the Legacy Leaders Podcast. Your host for today is Lua Muzumara. And I'm one of the personnel at the Legacy Leaders Podcast, joined with another one of the core team, Notando Banda. And we'll be taking you through a four-part series of the Thrive Seminar as we review the nuggets that were shared by our founder and leader, Sandra Shikapemboa. On today's podcast, we'll talk about the definition of the leader and the two marks that define a leader. For now, we'll take you through a snippet of the Thrive Seminar, and we'll be back with more applications on the definition of a leader and the two marks of a leader.
1: We're going to get into leadership. You know, really the best of leadership is the person of leadership. You know, we lead from who we are. And so anything about how we what we do with ourselves ultimately impacts our leadership. So the person is a seat of leadership. So if you improve the person, indeed you are improving leadership. If in any company, organization, church or ministry, um, whatever the case may be, if you want to improve the quality of leadership, you have to improve the quality of the people. And and most of the time, what affects the quality of the individuals is a seat of their hearts. The Bible says that guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it flows all the issues of life. And so in this session, I'm, I'm going to address our hearts a lot because that is a seat of our leadership that is a seat of everything that we are doing you know we lead from who we are internally or the or the way that we lead the way that we address people perceive people look at people engage with people all that is linked to the state of our hearts it's like we are seeing the tip of the iceberg but the thing underneath is what is affecting the way that we are leading, the way that we are interacting with others as well. So maybe let's answer the basic question in talking about this. What is leadership? And I know there are different ways that leadership can be defined, has been defined, and it's not about trying to reinvent the wheel, but it's, it's, it's about being honest enough through the lens of my life, how I, how I have perceived leadership and how I have learned from others as well and building on that. I believe that wisdom is built on wisdom. You know, most of the time we ne- we're never really saying anything new, but we're only saying it from a different perspective that has been built on a- already laid foundations of wisdom. And so, Jonesy Maxwell defines leadership as influence—nothing more and nothing less. Leadership is influence, nothing more and nothing less. But from that definition, one of one of the things that we can ask is what is influence and influence is simply the ability to cause effect and so if I have influence on you if you have influence on me it means that there's that ability to cause effect it means that what I say has so much value what I say has so much meaning you're taking that to heart and you're holding on to that there is that ability to cause effect that is influence that is influence sometimes influence we we don't even realize that There are people that are influencing us, but actually they are. You you don't even realize why you did that hairstyle, but it's just because somebody that has so much influence on you did it. You are busy looking for a certain type of a shirt, for a certain type of a suit or trousers, simply because you saw it on your influencer. And so that is the ability to cause effect. Now, it's not just about these simple things that um, influence has, an impact on such as dress code, or maybe even how somebody talks or how somebody um, engages with others. It's about the big things as well. How does somebody look at life? What is their value set and value system? How have we influenced how they look at the value of time? How are we influencing people or how have we been influenced? Because whether we realize it or not, we we are a product of influencers. There may be influences within our family line, be it our parents that have influenced us. So they, are, they, they caused an effect on our lives in their leadership role as our parents. And, they may, and it wasn't really even about the title. It may be uh, our siblings that have had that impact on us. We are a product of influencers. There's always somebody that is influencing us. And because we have been influenced, with the influence that we have gotten from others, uh, the impact that that has left on us, we are also attaching the world from the same base. So leadership is influence, nothing more, nothing less. If I, have, if, if I have zero influence, and if I tell a group of people that we are going this direction, and I start on the journey going, but no one is following, I'm not leading, I'm simply taking a walk because leadership is influence, ability to cause effects. So if I point people to a certain direction, are they willing enough? Do they trust me enough to follow in the same direction that I'm pointing them to? But when I I began to weigh all these things and from my own experience in life, I came to this as my personal definition of leadership. Leadership is responsibility. Leadership is responsibility. What does that even mean? How can I say that leadership is responsibility? Here's the thing. If you are at home and maybe the the elders are not around, so for arguments, let me just say, maybe our parents are are not around and I'm just home with my siblings and we haven't eaten. The person the first person who is going to think it not to keep waiting until our parents are back for us to eat but who's going to think of what can we cook do I have any money on me is there anything that I can buy to supplement on what we have so that we can have something to eat is there electricity or is there charcoal what can be done that person that takes that responsibility and gets up and makes things happen is behaving and acting in a leadership sense and is actually being a leader in the moment. Leadership is responsibility. And so there are several ways in which we react to the same things. One waits, one takes charge. Leadership is a mindset of responsibility. If you find things are in in disarray, you do not like the way they are, someone will complain about it, the leadership mindset takes responsibility leadership is responsibility. Whoever is taking responsibility for things, whoever is making things happen, ends up leading. When the car breaks down, the one that has either the knowledge or the capacity to have it fixed or to do something about it is leading. So they do not have the position, they're not titled as anything, but because they are taking on responsibility, they have been something that we call a leader. So that is my personal definition of leadership and things that I've observed around leadership. And I know you can attest to the facts that leadership indeed is responsibility, but what is the nature of leadership? What is the nature of leadership? And I like um, the way that this is going to connect because I just defined leadership as responsibility. But I also want you to notice the nature of leadership. Leadership is a mindset. Hmm. Leadership, is a mindset. That means that leadership has nothing to do with this, how somebody looks. It has nothing to do with where somebody is coming from. Leadership is a mindset. Let's talk about the famous example of a lion, right? We know that a lion is termed as a king of the jungle, despite it not being the biggest. It's not the biggest. You have an elephant. It is not the fastest. I mean, you have you have a cheetah it is is. It. It is not the biggest, it is not the fastest, it's not even the tallest. I mean, you have a giraffe, but why is it the king of the jungle? It is because when it sees any other animal, it is not seen, eh, it's not seen a threat. It's seen meat, it's seen lunch. It has a mindset of attack. It has a mindset of its ability to impact the outcome of any other animal within its sphere. It marks its territory. It roars. It has a mindset that causes it to dominate. So leadership is a mindset. You don't have to, you don't have to be the tallest, the biggest, or the fastest, but what is your mindset? And because leadership is a mindset, it also means that leadership can be trained and exercised. Here's the thing. If any other time something is missing at home, you're waiting for somebody, you are slagging the leadership mindset. You're not strengthening the leadership muscle in your mind. This is how you can practice leadership. God is so intentional that he has these institutions and places where he places us where we can actually practice leadership. The the, the leadership mindset is a practicable art. If any other time something is missing, you are always waiting. You're not practicing the mind of leadership. So if you're thrown now into a position of leadership all this time, you have not been practicing the mindset of leadership. And so even in that space, you're more akin to waiting. It is going to be very possible for you to start waiting because that's how you have trained your mind. Leadership is a mindset and that mindset can be practiced. So, What is your mindset? When you walk into a space, when something is missing, when something has to be done, when something is wrong, what is your mindset? You can practice leadership. Try this. You can practice leadership. When something is at home, what what about if we stopped playing the blame game but started looking at what can I do? How can I serve? How can I bring value? The more you ask those kind of questions and begin to engage yourself, you are practicing the leadership. But I can, I can safely tell you this. I have noticed that the mind is able to, what word can I use? To sag. The less you use your mind or engage it in a leadership sense, the mind can sag. Leadership is a mindset. When you wake up from bed or you do not want to wake up from bed, you can tell yourself to lead yourself because that's where leadership starts actually. It's about leading yourself. It's a mindset that says I'm accountable to myself. I'm accountable to my vision. I'm accountable to where I am going. And so I'll get up and I'll do what I have to do. It is a mindset that can be practiced. So leadership can be caught, taught, and lent. By observing leadership, it can be caught. Leadership can be taught. Leadership can be lent. And from what I've said, you can already see that it's something that can be practiced. Let me give you these four marks that I like to share around leadership. These are four marks of the leader that I've observed that are true of any leader. They are true of you as you're leading your own life. They are true of you as you're leading others. They are true of companies that are leading companies or they are leading their industry. These four marks, number one is vision, the ability to see beyond the average eye, to see what nobody else can see, to see beyond just what is in front of you, to see that these are bricks, but in actual sense, this is a house. To see that this is a house, but in actual sense, this is, you know, these are apartments. This is an investment to see beyond the average eye vision, to see things before, before they develop. That is what separates leaders. So intuitively, maybe you you have this thing about you where you you just seem to see what people are not seeing and you're wondering why they are not seeing it. Why is nobody seeing what I am seeing? And, and, and maybe you feel even tortured by the fact that you are seeing things that nobody else is seeing, but you don't have to feel tortured about that. You have to actually realize that it is a mark of leadership to be able to see beyond the average eye. The second mark of a leader is situational awareness, being aware of what is surrounding you, what is within your environment. And if you want to grow, as a matter of fact, let me let me let me take a step backward and go to vision, go back to vision, because I I told you what vision is, but I want to really help you see. Maybe, maybe you're not seeing things as much as you should. So how can you develop that? What help can I give you on that point? If you want to see more, you have to start believing in possibilities. If you want to see more, you have to start believing in possibilities. There is always a way, and there's always something that you may not be seeing. If you believe that all that you are seeing is all there is, is all that you're going to see. But if you give your mind the permission to think and to dream that there's something more here, there's something that I'm not seeing, if you start if you start asking yourself questions, you start getting answers. And, and if you've been around me, probably you're even tired of me saying this. You do not get answers unless you're asking questions. Answers are given questions. Without questioning, you can't get answers. Questions are gateways to insight. If you want to start finding answers, start asking. So what am I, what, what am I not saying? So I am here. What, what is it about my life? Where should I be? I am here with this group of individuals that I'm leading with this department or with this company, this organization, but what is it that I'm not seeing? What can we do? Is this all there is? When you open your minds to those kind of questions and begin to feed yourself with information that, that relates to what you're possibly thinking about, get open and you begin to see more. So believe there is more, then you will begin to see more. That is how you can expand yourself and begin to see more in terms of vision. Situation awareness is the second thing that I that I highlighted. And the way that you can build that is to have an others mindset. Have a, an, an other's mindset. And so you're concerned about others and you want to understand where people are. And of course, when I say this, we're really getting close towards emotional intelligence here because we're talking about empathy, right? We're talking about understanding how people see things or feel about what is happening on the ground. So if you want to improve situational awareness, it means that you're not just concerned about you, but you're also concerned about what is affecting others. I hope you're following me. I hope we are together here. So that's situational awareness. What is happening in your environment? What is happening around you? What is it that is impacting people? What is it that is impacting my family? Situational awareness. Being situationally aware will improve the quality of your decision-making and the timing of your decisions. For instance, being situationally aware looks like understanding that We have been impacted by COVID-19 and we cannot do our meetings as usual. So how can we pivot? How can we adjust and adapt? The situational awareness of our environment enables us to improve the quality of our decisions and the timings of our decisions. Because I know what is happening in my environment, this is the kind of decision lines, and this is when best to make this kind of a decision. This is when best to have an online thing, This is when best to have a stick. The accuracy and the timing of the decision is improved as a result of being situationally aware. To also improve situational awareness, calls for networking, listening to other people and other minds will help you understand where things are.
0: Wow, what an amazing seminar we just had. Ndashi Kapembo expounded on what it means to be a leader in the Thrive Seminar and as sure as you were listening you got very much on the nuggets that it takes for us to take responsibility as leaders and enact what it is that God has placed upon us. Antando, thank you so much for joining us.
2: Thank you for having me Lua.
0: I'm sure um, you being on the Thrive Seminar set you did get first-hand information yeah, yeah. from Sandashi and one of the things that he talked about was the definition of leadership yeah. at the starting point the foundation of the seminar was the definition of leadership yeah and i think he defined the definition uh i think he defined leadership as the ability to take responsibility yeah taking responsibility what would you say about the very basic definition of leadership in taking responsibility
2: Um, actually for me I really never saw it in uh, the way it was defined because for the longest time I haven't looked at leadership as responsibility as a whole because um, when we are put in certain spaces it's um, you are there but I never knew that could actually define leadership to be able to um, take responsibility for your position is leadership in itself. And for me, that was mind blowing. It actually gave me a great insight. And it just actually added to the knowledge of what I have about leadership. For me, that was something new I learned. And it's something I'm now taking personal, even on my leadership journey, to know that me being responsible, not only in a setup of an organization, but it goes down to in a home setup. I never really knew leadership actually streams down to you just showing up and taking the first step in, in a home setup, that actually, for me, was something. Yeah.
0: Wow. Amazing. You mentioned home setup. And I think the myth that surrounds leadership is the fact that many people feel they have to be in a position to lead. Yeah. And so when you're in your home setup and you want to take responsibility,
2: yeah.
0: what are some of the ways you can do that?
2: Um, I actually noticed I have been taking responsibility, even at home, especially there would be certain times, take for instance, where your parents would leave you at home, maybe with your younger siblings or your older siblings, Mm. and you were the one in a place to decide on uh, what you could have for lunch. And when Sandra she uh, highlighted that for me, it was like, oh, so I've actually been a leader but without um, being intentional or aware of the fact that I'm actually practicing a leadership role in a home environment. Yeah.
0: Amazing. So from your point of view, as you are saying, I think there's a part of leadership that's instinctive. And much as a lot of it is learned, a part of it is instinctive. You find that there are certain people who are just naturally acquainted with taking charge. So if the house is dirty, nobody has to tell them it's time to sweep, but they will take the responsibility of actually sweeping the house. Yeah. And from your journey, what, what has been the difficulty in taking responsibility? If you're faced with the people that don't have the mindset that you have, how do you find your way actually just executing and having people not come on board? How do you do that?
2: Um, I actually get so frustrated, especially with messy people. That's one challenge <laughs> I have faced. Yeah. Um, for me, um, a place where you're living or take, for instance, I'll give you an example of when someone is from using the kitchen, I believe the way you found it is the way it should be left and for me when I found uh, when I find out that someone was in the kitchen and they left it in a messy state it's actually very frustrating for me because I feel like everyone should consciously know to say the way you found the place is how you leave it so it's actually very very frustrating it's on uh, my part to awesome. have people who can uh, just do things anyhow and walk away like nothing happened I feel like Leadership is something that you really need to take personal, especially now, because I have learned. So now I've started to consciously see to say that's a leadership aspect in me that I didn't know uh, really, you know, existed within me.
0: Yeah. Mm. And so the outcome of your frustration, does it in any way influence? Do you think it influences the next person? For example, if if you are supposed to take responsibility for a particular action. Nobody else is coming on board. Do you think that by taking responsibility, you can also influence the next person to follow suit in your quest to, if it's cleaning the room, if it's cleaning the dishes, if it's cooking, whatever it is. Do you think leadership has that ability to influence when you choose to take charge and manage your frustration in actually acting out what it is that you are not happy with seeing?
2: I can say it does. And for some people, I feel like people are just rigid sometimes. (laughs) Because um, I think you need to reach a place of intentionality like uh, Sandashi always highlights. I think when you are intentional enough to realize that I can't do certain things. I think there are certain things that are inborn. Like in nature, there are certain things that God, when uh, he was creating us, he put them within us, and there are certain things we learn as we grow. And for some people, no matter how much you would try <laughs> to be an example, they really just never reach a place where they grasp certain things. Um, I, I've heard of, um, I've, I've heard a saying to say people, some people learn indirectly, but I feel like for some people, you need to sit them down mm. and just like really, really explain to them how it should be done. And then some people, in your actions, they do learn. So for some people no matter how much you would try to clean up the place the next day you find them doing the same thing over and over again yeah. so some people do learn but others never come to a place until it's taught to them awesome yeah.
0: looking at home responsibility and leadership from home leadership from the foundation of you being away from the stage you're away from the title we come to the marks of a leader so yeah. as, I, going to your example of seeing something in the house that's not in order. Yeah. We talked about one of the marks of the leader being vision. yeah, um, The ability to see beyond the average eye. Yeah. What does that mean for you? What does it mean to see something that nobody else is seeing? And, and, and have you ever found yourself in such a circumstance?
2: Um, yes. Most times, yes. Um, I am the person who, when I have i'm very creative in the sense that in my mind setup i'm always having new ideas and for me new ideas are already executed in my mind before they can be like executed in the physical and i think it also takes us back to the bible when the bible says uh, write down the vision meaning even in your writing you really are not certain of how it would turn up but because you have believed to say if i write it down it will be i'll be able to run in this direction and eventually it would yield results so i think there's really power in vision and that's something we shouldn't um take lightly especially that vision has to do with sight and everything I i feel like sight is a powerful tool that we've been given if you could see something you would eventually imagine it and before you know it it becomes so i think it's really a powerful tool that we need as leaders as individuals we need Uh, vision to run our lives and if we are to make it uh, through life and our journey it's something we really really need to consider and be cautious of because it's something that will really really push you to greater heights
0: and looking at sight do you think that any or perhaps they are what are the disadvantages of having an environment where there is no sight where nobody can see beyond the average eye what do you think can happen to an organization or a family uh, a relationship where people are just not seeing beyond what is, what, what is all th- that is there to see. Or they believe what is all that is there to see. is li- literally all that is there to see. What do you think are the effects that can happen because of people having the lack of vision?
2: I think growth there is stagnant. Firstly, you rob yourself to grow because um, Serendashi highlighted to say, as a leader, you're supposed to grow. And if you're not going, it means you're stagnant. If something is not going, meaning it's at the same place. And if Mm. something is at the same place, that's the only thing they will really get to know, the very thing they're used to. Mm -hmm. So I feel like, um, again, it goes back to intentionality. You need to get to a place where you're intentional. I think leadership has so much to do with you being intentional. Because no matter, Lua, if I ever came to you and forced you to do certain things, if you personally are not intentional, there'll be there'll be nothing that would be done it will be me telling you stuff and us going through the same cycle throughout and throughout so i think the first step also should be uh, someone to really decide within themselves to say what does this mean for me and what do i really want to see for uh, myself and i think um i think you've noticed it with yourself Um, people who are intentional about growth uh, when they see a certain error they're willing to actually work towards fixing it. Mm-hmm. But people who have a fixed mind will always say, no, it's always been like this. So, you know, if other people have passed and overlooked it, then it it it's okay. But then if you have a mindset that's willing to grow and expand, you always find that even the little input that you can, you always strive to put it into, you know, use because you know it would create an impact and leave a mark. Exactly. Yeah,
0: And looking at vision, another thing that powers onto vision or that complements vision is being situationally aware, yeah. situational awareness, yeah. the ability to know your environment, to yeah. study your environment. Yeah. Yeah. And when you look at situational situational awareness, um, it takes us to the fact that a leader is able to perceive what's going on in the environment. They're able to feel certain emotions yeah. that emotional intelligence to empathize to sympathize or to know what kind of environment is taking place at the moment how important is that how important is that in terms of dealing either with your followers your peers as a leader you want to take charge in an environment take responsibility in active vision how important is it for you to know about your environment to be fully aware of people's needs emotional states why they're acting and so on so in terms of situation that's at hand
2: yeah um i think leadership is more about serving others than it is actually about serving yourself so if you can't reach a place where you are ready to serve others then i don't think uh it seals up the leadership role because i think the leadership role is really about having a heart for others how can you um stand for a certain place or advocate for a certain thing if you yourself can't uh, be willing enough to pour it down to others Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's what we as legacy leaders believe. To say we're leaving a legacy for people who we don't even know. That's a leadership quality. We are ready to serve a generation we haven't yet encountered. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what leadership is about. It's not about the now. It's about looking even beyond. How, how can I help the next generation? How can I help people who are maybe in a place of luck? Mm -hmm. How am I becoming a solution in that situation? Mm -hmm. It's more about others than it is about you as an individual.
0: Amazing. Uh, I think I saw a quote recently by Torino that said, a leader doesn't position himself for the win, he positions others Others. for the win. And in turn, that causes him to win as well. And so when we look at vision and situational awareness, I feel that vision helps you have Or or rather, uh, situational awareness anchors vision. Because if you're looking at a perceived action that needs to take place, and you're aware of the environment that's around you, you know how you can build a team to get to that place. If you're not aware of the people that you have, if you're not aware of the strengths of like our personnel, we have Sir James, we have Laonetti, we have Brian, if, if, if Sandashi I, 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 I'm so glad that he is, he is aware of our strengths, yeah. but if he wasn't aware of what we can do, it makes it difficult for him to enact his vision. Yeah. And for me, my question for you is, have you ever been in a place where you see something and you begin to see certain things um, in that environment and perceive what it is uh, that's surrounding the environment that can help you thrive in a certain vision, a certain action? Have you ever been in such a situation?
2: Yeah, I feel like Legacy Leaders has been that place for me okay. because it's continuously placed a demand on certain things I knew I could do, but was a bit, you know, on the... Uh, I don't know how this would go, but then I feel like it's been a place that has continuously <laughs> pushed me like in places I knew I needed to be or places I knew this was for me, but then I withheld. And just like you said, she has actually identified all of us and you know to know that someone knows your strengths and continuously pushes you in that is just something so amazing mm. because it's actually helping you grow which is one quality of a leader a leader helps others grow mm-hmm. and yes i have i have been in a place like that
0: awesome and going back to the the question of not being at the place of understanding as I asked Vision, now I'm going to ask on situational awareness. Yeah. What are the, some of the effects or the detrimental things that can take place within an environment that is not having people that are situationally aware? If we're not aware of um, per se a declining financial budget, we're not aware of a declining uh, moral responsibility, what are some of the disadvantages that can happen in an environment that is not situational, situationally aware?
2: Okay. Um, I learned something a few months ago and someone uh, was talking about how our senses have so much to do with our money. And I think uh, leadership is not only in place of maybe you taking up your role, it streams down to every other part of our life. So even with your money, how are you able to have, you know, that ability to be able to tell yourself to say, no, this is is not useful at this point, I will... Mm. Um, not spend on this, and I'll use it and save it maybe for this. That I think that's also being aware as a person. Yeah. Also, yeah. it helps you uh, become aware. Mm. And then, even um, in an organization, you realize that when people are situationally aware, even the spending won't be anyhow because you know if you are spending on things that are not relevant, it it's cause it's going to uh, cause the organization to become bankrupt. And meaning you. You, there's stagnation for activities to take place. Mm. So you need people who are very much aware as a leader because they actually also make the work easier for you. Mm-hmm. You can imagine if the leader, the one standing in uh, first position and the ones coming under him are all in a place where they can't be accountable for you know, their finances, you just spend anyhow. That becomes a problem. It means that um, that organization is... Um, is planning to fail. <laughs> Eventually, True. you fail. Mm-hmm. So I think you need people who are also carrying the same mindset as you.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. I love the illustration, and it also goes to the fact that even we as the legacy leaders had to become situationally aware yeah. to hold the Thrive Seminar, <laughs> because if we have it in a physical setup, uh, there is still that environment of people. Who are shying away from the public, yeah. and so a part of situational awareness in our regard was switching from the physical yeah. to the online, and we still had to we still had the opportunity to interact with yeah. the people that wanted to come on board. So I think it it helps you thrive in your vision, as I said, situational awareness complements your vision. So it helps you thrive in your vision in the fact that you are acting upon your vision in line of the knowledge of what's happening around you, yeah. even in an economy where. Prices are increasing. You know how to position yourself for costs yeah. that are minimal in order to have a price that is still thriving and bring profit to a company. Yeah. And so much was learned from this podcast, so much was learned rather from the Thrive Seminar. And I'm sure you've picked up so much from me and Tando as we expounded on what Sandra she talked about in the Thrive Leadership Seminar. We'd like for you to continue following us and continue uh, engaging with us through our social media pages. We are the Legacy Leaders on Instagram. The legacy leaders on facebook leave a space between the legacy leader leave a space between the words the legacy leaders and you'll be able to like our page and follow us for every other nugget that you haven't found on this podcast thank you so much for joining us i'm molua muzumara see you on our next episode of the legacy leaders podcast